The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Welcome to episode 92 here on the Art of Homeschooling podcast, all about not having all the answers for our kids. As I was thinking about and preparing for this episode, I was reminded of the common advice to parents about answering children's questions. And that is to respond with an elaborate yet easy to understand answer. Respond in an elaborate way, right? That's age appropriate or easy for them to understand. But in this episode, you'll hear about why I disagree with this common advice and what I suggest instead. So kids always have questions, right? Sometimes a boatload of questions. When's dinner? How did our dog know when it was time to go out for a walk? Where do rainbows come from? Why do trees look like people? Children's questions can be funny, insightful, and at times, wildly surprising. When children reach a certain age, they start to be more curious, right? They start asking questions. According to a 2017 article in The Independent, children ask about 73 questions per day. I'm sure there's some kids who ask twice this many. This can be challenging for parents, and yet asking questions is a crucial part of a child's cognitive development. And as children get older, their questions are an important part of their developing critical thinking skills. But I will say that even beyond that, children's questions are a way for them to reach out, to connect with us and those around them, and figure out, make sense of the world. Children are naturally inquisitive, right? They're interested in their environment and what's going on around them. 
it's typical for them to ask how or why things work or why things happen a certain way. But we don't have to answer every single question. Perhaps you're surprised to hear this. And right about now, you might even be wondering why not answer every question with as factual a response as we can muster. So here's the reason. We want to nurture our children's natural curiosity and sense of wonder. And one of the ways to do that is to allow our children the time, the space to ponder, right? To then to think about something and then come up with their own answer. We want them to experience that spark of curiosity and imagination. We want them to meander down rabbit holes of wondering. We want to give them time to think and wonder and remain open to possibilities. This idea ties in so well with the Waldorf approach to education. Waldorf can be described in short as a method to spark that curiosity and imagination. In a wonderful article published in The Atlantic in 1999 called Schooling the Imagination, author Todd Oppenheimer wrote, This notion that imagination is the heart of learning animates the entire arc of Waldorf teaching. When that concept is coupled with the school's other fundamental goal to give youngsters a sense of ethics, the result is a pedagogy that stands even further apart from today's system of education with its growing emphasis on national performance standards in subjects such as math, science, and reading, and its increasing rigor in standardized testing. So our goal as parents and as homeschoolers is to instill a sense of wonder. That's where it all begins. But I'll be honest, this takes some conscious effort on our part. I know from personal experience, parenting three children, two very close in age, and then one much younger. We have to guard against our tendency to explain and to answer questions with facts. For me, I had to slow down and consciously decide I wasn't going to reflexively answer every single one of my kids' questions with the first thing that came to mind. Because we want to observe, right, and notice the little things ourselves, the things that we often overlook amidst the pace of our really busy lives. Things like a butterfly on a leaf. A chipmunk filling its cheeks with nuts, the rain droplets and how they sit on a waxy leaf after a storm. Sharing these small moments of awe and wonder with our children encourages them to develop an awareness and appreciation for the world around us. And sometimes it starts with us sharing our own curiosity, our own fascination with the natural world. I think this commitment to awe and wonder then helps inform our responses to questions. For example, 
in response to their question of why, we might choose to say something like, hmm, I wonder, to give our children the gift of space and time to work through his or her own inquisitive process going on inside. Sometimes we might not know the answer, but even when we do, it's often best not to give a child the exact scientific explanation, especially in the early years. Because when we answer straight away, that puts a stop to the child's curiosity. That's usually the end of their pondering. I found myself recently on a coaching call saying to some homeschooling parents, we need to leave room for the learning. Sometimes responding to a child's question with a question can be effective because it slows the whole process down. We can ask them, what do you think? Or what do you notice? Or how do you think that happened? We might even simply say, I wonder, as I mentioned, and then wait for them to respond. It's always so interesting to hear what they come up with. In this way, we give our children a chance to respond based on their current level of understanding. And this creates an opportunity for the child to reflect on his or her own thoughts or feelings and observations. In these simple ways, we can nurture our child's innate curiosity and often reclaim our own innate sense of wonder. As Nancy Foster, an experienced Waldorf kindergarten teacher from Acorn Hill Children's Center says, a generally accepted rule of thumb in responding to children's questions is to give only as much information as the child is actually requesting. As adults, our thoughts on a topic tend to be quite far-ranging, while the child's question is likely to be on a much more direct level. It is better to err on the side of simplicity. If a child needs to know more, another question will surely follow. Oh, I think that is just such good advice. And I think on a deeper level, if if it can help if we get curious ourselves about what a child is even asking. It's not often a search for facts. Many Waldorf educators will say that what children really want is connection. They want to hear the parent's voice. More than information, they're looking for reassurance. So how we answer their questions might be even more important than what we actually say. How we answer their questions might be more important than what we actually say. What children want more than anything is warmth. They want our kindness and they want connection with us. A sense that we're nearby, we care about them, we care about their questions and we're gonna keep them safe. This can be challenging when it comes to homeschooling because most of us fall into the trap of thinking that our most important job is imparting knowledge, right? Homeschoolers think this, teachers and classrooms think this, and 
It's not. That's not our most important job. I'm reminded of the quote by William Butler Yeats. He said, education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. When we allow our children to follow their own curiosity and their own interests, they actually learn more. That's why I like to suggest to parents that rather than thinking of ourselves as teachers, let's think of ourselves as designers of learning experiences, creators of experiential learning. We don't need to have all the answers. We just need to think of setting things in motion. Another trap that we homeschoolers may fall into is the idea of being efficient. I know I sure did. But then this often leads us back to the tendency of answering our children's questions with facts and information. One thing that helped me early on in my homeschooling journey is this idea that what we think a child is asking when we hear their question may not be what they're asking at all. Children are not little adults, and their brains are different than ours. Their brains are still developing, and they process information differently than we do. So let's not overload them with facts when what they want is awe and wonder, reassurance and connection. I believe this is where the Waldorf approach of teaching through story comes in. We teach new content through a story that carries a sense of wonder with it. This is a great way for us to teach about history and science and even math through the stories of people who were inspired to explore and experiment, to learn and make a contribution to the world. This approach helps children live in that sense, live into really that sense of curiosity and wonder and imagination rather than in the abstract world of facts and information. And wrapping up, I like to think of taking our children's questions seriously. I really believe in that. But living in the curiosity and wonder of the question long enough to allow children to explore their own imaginations. This can be counterintuitive, especially in an age when we worry about our children falling behind if we don't give them everything they need to succeed. But when we answer too soon, we rob our children of developing that imagination that is so important to learning in the long run because it all begins with wonder. So let's start there. I'll leave you with one more quote, a favorite of mine that I've had taped to the inside of my kitchen cabinet for probably 25 or 30 years. Here's the quote. Live the questions now. Perhaps then someday far in the future, you will gradually, without even noticing it, live your way into the answer. That's from Rainer Maria Rilke in Letters to a Young Poet. Here's to nurturing awe and wonder in our children and ourselves. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find the show notes for this episode at 
artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 92. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.